taste of dragons gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragons gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you peacemakers listen to. And this week. Troy starts us off with a relaxing indie showcase. The news is ringing in some pre-orders. And finally, Dragon of the Week is back. And with a guy who's all up in the indies business, Dan Edelman. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. Hey, everyone. Hey, Brian. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so this is our first week without Lewis. He's back in the New York. It is oh, the a, New York. Yeah. The New York. The New York. Mm. It's not like New York, New York. It's the, the New York. The New York. Yeah. I get it. In protest, Hassel has refused to be on the podcast. Wow. Solidarity is real. Yeah, it yeah, is. Without... I think he's actually hanging out with Lewis right now. <laughs> not a bad day. They're doing not, stuff. Not a bad up night. In, up in the New Yorks and the New Jerseys, and we're down here in old Florida. We are. But we're doing this podcast. So, I mean, hey, I think we got it better. <laughs> <laughs> but they I'm have like wonderful night. weather up there. It's probably nice and chilly. It's like the it's like There's in the some 30s. Good pizza. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> the 30s is like my happy place. Oh, 40 is the lowest I will go. No. That's all I can take. Oh, my gosh. No, you can always put more clothes on. Yeah. But like you I'm, can layer. Like when it comes to things being too hot, you can only take so much clothes off until you're indecent. But I if mean, it's too yeah. cold, you can just add another layer. And sometimes they make those layers out of things that hold heat really well. Yeah, but then like my fingers get like, ugh, like, I can't move. Um, I don't have good gloves, I guess. Yeah, we should get you good gloves. Get Boom. you good gloves. There you go. Maybe I also should be taking my hand directly into snow really bad all call. the time. I do it a lot. Yeah. Bad call. Yeah, not all the time. It gets wet. Yeah, Pro- no, all the time. Tip, snow's very wet. Yeah, yeah, I just like to carry snow around. It doesn't me. look wet, <laughs> but then like. It is. You know, it touches yeah. your hand and then it melts. Yeah, and it doesn't stay in your pocket that well. Yeah. I just have pockets full of snow. <laughs> around. Am I doing New York wrong? Nope, nope. Perfect. No, that's how you oh, do it. Right. That's no what I've seen on the street. Right. Where pocket you go wrong? Full of snow. Where you go wrong is you try to go into the plane with it still in your pockets. <laughs> yeah, pocket no, no, that's where you go. I want to do that. Yeah, not oh, that kind no. of snow. It's a pocket full of snow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sweet 2019 Taste of Dragons reference Thank right there. You. Thank I saw where Amanda was going. Bringing it back. Uh, but y'all, let's start with a question this week. And uh, my question for you is, what game would you like to play in VR? Like a franchise? Any game. It, it could be a franchise. It could even be an imaginary game. Hmm. Um, it could be a game you, you love but would love to experience it in first person. Uh, the only game in VR that I've platinumed is Job Simulator. And Job Simulator 2 came out, and I haven't played it yet. The Vacation so, Simulator, uh, I think. Yeah, that, yeah Job I Simulator is, 2, yeah. Vacation Simulator. Um, so so I would say, th- well, number one, if I had to pick a real game, so it would be Vacation Simulator. Okay. Um, basically, the game is, they're, they're simulating things, but it's made by r- machines that don't really understand why humans do things. So it's very funny. So nice. you do things, but for the <laughs> wrong reasons in the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's absolutely delightful. But I would also I would also go for a fencing game. I really oh, enjoy yeah, VR. You're, fencing. you're like a good fencer. I, you're like I took fencing, and fencer. so like I I can't really do that easily now. But in VR, I could. I used to carry around prop swords in my car for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. And then, for the same reason that I carried around. And, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was saying. We were at a park back when Man and I we were just friends, nothing more. And then um, 
And then we both found out that we both had prop swords in our cars. <laughs> I do and remember then, that. Yeah, at a yeah. park. You, it was a, mm-hmm. one of our, one of our friend hangouts. Picnic. Yeah, picnic. it was the after Thanksgiving picnic. And then you were like, let's sword fight. I'm like, game on. And then you kicked my ass. <laughs> I had welts on my hands. Because you, you like, you, it was it was brilliant. Because I'm here like going, trying to go for like the cinematic swashbuckle. I'm doing all these moves that you don't need because yeah, I learned yeah. stage combat yeah, fighting. terrible guard. You learned actually actual fighting and just kept tapping my knuckles. <laughs> I was like, ow, I can't hold the sword if you keep, oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> oh, this, this makes a lot of sense. Because I, I remember that. Because I remember you brought those out. And I was like, ooh, I think I got next. And then I saw the absolute butt whooping she handed you. I was like, you know, I'm good. I like my hands. I like I like sitting down and not hurting. Yeah. Let's uh let's just stay, let's yeah. just hang out here. I, I overplayed my hand. I should have I should have I should have done a classic Brian, been a shark, and been like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Quack, quack. Yeah, there's a side of it. But what if it's a fencing game? Made by people who don't, or like robots who don't know what fencing oh, is. Oh, I'd be very upset. <laughs> I, want, I want like what a good. What is this large toothpick? <laughs> good swashbuckling game, and I think the 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 VR would lend very well to that because uh-huh. you don't really need anything other than the goggles or the the handpiece. Sure. I mean, there is a little bit of back and forth movement, but to be honest, if you're fencing, like, I feel like I could do enough to simulate movement. I think Fair. I think it would lend well to the VR. Medium. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I like it. I want a bartending game, Ooh. 100%, 100%. And I want it to be, like, narrative-driven, too. Like, you're getting out of – like, you start in, like, high school, and you're at, like, a house party, <laughs> and you're just at, like, your mom, your friend's oh, mom's yes. kitchen, and you're, like, trying to, like, pour, like, drinks into into those red cups, and yeah. they're just the worst. You have to make 12 drinks, but all of the bottles are almost empty. Yeah. <laughs> and you're putting in, like, 18 different types of liquor in there. It's just the worst. And then, like, you go to, like, drink school at, at a college, and, like, you, you kind of – Drink school. Okay, yeah. Drink school? A bartending mixology, yeah. mixology, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You can, yeah. There's like degrees in that, yeah. Uh, and like, wait, you go, what? There is, yeah. yeah. I thought you guys were just making stuff up. Oh, no. You can go to straight up bartending school, and yeah. I think it's like you a, can, I think it's like a sub genre yeah. of like culinary arts. Oh, how cool! So it's like you liquid yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's like chemistry. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. that's real cool. Real cool. And but then here's the part that I love about bartending, like. You start off just learning how to make drinks, and you'll be able to learn this in real life too. Like you're gonna get real, world, yeah. real world knowledge yeah. here. But what I love about like awesome, flashy bartenders is that it also becomes juggling. Yeah, there's also a performance side to bartending. So you can work your way up to being like the person who's flipping like three bottles and pouring them and lighting them on fire and all that, which is awesome. But as you guys know, this is gonna be my game. That, yes. I, that you know, this is my kind of game. So oh, it's yeah. also gonna be a very heavy narrative. Slant in this because <laughs> it's not just about the drinks and the performance; it's about the people that come in. It is, and you're going to talk to them. <laughs> you're going to like learn about talk? their drinks. It's like coffee yes. talk, but with bartending. Yes. Yeah, like that's this. immediately I like what that. I was thinking yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Liquor Ooh, Talk. Oh, some really good music. Yes. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, it's going to actually encourage you to drink <laughs> in yeah. real life. Just Girl. take a couple shots in real life while you're there. It's going to be great. It does uh, it's a great party game. When you get to the very end, is like very hard mode. You actually physically tossing up the controllers as well. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. But you yeah. have to catch them without, like, seeing, without them. seeing them. No, I think really hard mode's like that that game that part of Assassin's Creed where you were drinking in between the fights and yes. it starts taking away pieces of motion from you. So I should try to flip. You can't block you can't. anymore. Oh yeah. All right, just had a great new idea. You're also like 
you're like uh your your main job is working for a movie studio. Okay. So you have to teach like actors how to do bartending in different time periods. So you gotcha. get like the t- you get like the saloon Ooh. thing. Oh, that's cool. You can like teach them how to like throw it down, uh-huh. throw the drink down the uh, down the bar. Down like the bar. It. You just sit there. You watch the, a gunfight breaks out. <laughs> you can, like hide behind the. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so for me. I would love to see like an American gladiator style game. Okay. But it's also narratively focused. Okay. So what you do is you start out as a kid and you play guts. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember that game. Yes. I don't. With yes. the aggro crag, it's it was it was basically what? American Gladiators, but for kids. Was it oh, like okay. spill your guts or it was actually just, it was just called guts. guts. No, no, and but they they're oh, the yeah. like, spill your guts. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This sounds like the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> it was. It was super cool. Though. Yeah, then the final thing is you had to climb the aggro crag and you get a piece of it if you actually won. It was, and, uh, it was one of the few games out there, I think, uh, actually, like a small thing. Yeah. Uh, it was super equal with everything, like kids of all t- like mm-hmm. all kinds. Oh, uh, yeah. It was really oh, you cool saw seeing like, all different kinds of kids. Like, you could see yourself Fantastic. doing it. It was neat. It was like American Ninja Warrior, but with children, and just like, it was less difficult than oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It, Everything yeah. was a little more foam. Yeah. Um, super fun. Yeah, there was yeah. relay races. Was so, this yeah. like Nickelodeon yeah. slime stuff? Yeah. So you start with that, right? And then you work your way. And then like, you know, you go a little bit later. And then you're like, oh, I can compete with on American Gladiators. Let's do it. And then you do it. Oh. And if you're good enough at it, you become one of the actual gladiators themselves. Oh. And then you go and then you have that mode as well. That's cool. what I would love to see. That's cool. Like, that would be great. I, I see I, a I, bunch of mini games. Oh, yeah. It's just person. S- sweet. A love of mini games is what that is. It's a decent exercise Sweet. too, depending love on right. Hop, 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 yeah. hop, hop, hop. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, it would be hard to do like hanging on to things, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like they could simulate some of that stuff. Oh yeah, you could still simulate like trying to grab the next one. Oh you yeah, know, and, yeah, and everything. So yeah, timing wise, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know the tennis balls being shot at you <laughs> when you try to hide from them. You oh, could definitely do nightmare. a fashion, yeah, yeah, <laughs> my reoccurring nightmare, as you know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that that would be mine. For me, I went to two different places Im- quite immediately. The very first one was uh, I really want to play that new Kirby game, as in a VR way. You want to be Carby? But I Kirby? I want to be the car. How did we not make that joke last week? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I thought Carby. of it afterwards. It was my bad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for holding on to it. You're welcome. Saving it. Appreciate it. I wanted to be the car that Car Kirby eats though. So the whole the rest of the game, you just you, don't you see just anything. Don't see anything. <laughs> so oh, it's no. you're just trying to figure out what's happening around you. <laughs> I thought that Why am really I going fun. over here? Well, Why am I moving this way? Where am I? Why am I upside down? Pink and oh, you're playing inside of Kirby's <laughs> intestines. You're, right, you're inside Kirby. Do, I thought that would be great. Do. do mouthful mode, but you're inside the mouth. <laughs> I think you've described another another one of my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I was like, no, that's terrible. Then there would be nothing to look at. It wouldn't be really very VR like. That's silly. I would want to play. I would want Ghost of Tsushima to be in VR mode Ooh. just so I could walk into the cherry blossom area of yeah. of, of his of yeah. Sakai Land. Oh, they would have good sword that, fighting. It would be so beautiful. cool. And like the cherry blossom flowing and the cool maple leaves everywhere. I'm down. You, you could just call it Sakai Land. Oh, yeah. Sakai Land. <laughs> yeah, Lord Sakai. That sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. I hope they do that. They could do that. Oh, oh they could. That, I would live for that. Yeah. That's a game they actually could make. They probably will. Can you Who imagine knows? that golden forest just oh, run, like yeah. riding your horse it. through it? Right? Yeah, I mean, they added they added uh, multiplayer to a game, uh, to that game already, and that really didn't require it nor did we know oh. it was coming so if VR why not goes VR to yeah why not oh, VR I'm in I'm so in for that please just PlayStation sit. even Dodge. if it's just a tour just put me on the horse and yeah. just like yeah. ride me through the land that's all I need yep. sitting in a hot spring oh, oh yeah 
yeah. I'm there. I'm Lovely. here for all of that. Lovely. Well, thank you all for, uh, for, for indulging me in my question. And if you too have a question, please let us know in the podcast discussion. Uh, so now, Troy, what are you playing this week? Oh, thank you for asking, Brian. So it's a bit of a stressful week. There's a lot going on in the world that is like, bleh. and um, there's one thing that I've learned, especially coming out of 2020, is when there's just an influx of of just bad news kind of coming at your ears. Um, unlike 2020, where I just obsessed over it and just <laughs> went went deep into a, a lovely dark hole <laughs> inside my mind, I found that games or other types of of uh, media can help uh, balance it out. And, oh yeah. Uh, I think it's important to definitely know what's going on in the world, but it's Escapism. also important. Balance, I think for yep. me is what it is. But both. Because I don't want to be so much on the other side where I just don't know anything that's going on. Fair. Very, yeah. Um, but that's why I decided to bring uh, our indie showcase. We talked about this about a month ago about me doing indie showcases because I'm playing so many indies. Yeah. I just wanna, don't know how to talk about them. Yeah, we want to showcase them. We don't want to talk about just one. We want to talk about multiples of them. Exactly. Uh, so I decided to pick two because okay. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't go around as, as much as I could talk about or as much as I could talk about in a limited uh, amount of time. Um, but I wanted to pick two games that are really relaxing. They're probably the two of the most kind of zen-like, just feel good non-tense games that i've i've played um in, in a good while and uh that's going to be lake the game lake and also fan favorite wordle Ooh. the phenom Ooh. the phenom that is wordle so let's start off with lake y'all um so lake uh came out in 2021 it was developed by gameos which is a really good name for it's a great gameos. name <laughs> <Yeah>. gameos <laughs> Uh, this is a cozy third-person narrative, story-driven mail delivery simulator game. Oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> as soon as you said mail simulator, it all po- it I didn't all know what this was. You saw the trailers like, oh, for this, right? I know what this is. Is this on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. All right, there that we is go. what I played yeah, it I on. That. that is what I played <laughs> it on. I think it's a general rule of thumb for me that the longer it takes, or the more words I need to describe a genre of a game. The odds of me liking that game are just they go higher with every word it takes. You're, you're like the you're you're like you'd be a huge fan of that Kristen Bell uh, Netflix movie where it's like the woman oh, across, across the, the, the window woman, yeah. from the door in the yeah street. I did look at that. I was like, I'm interested. The name got me. Um, so let me set up the, this premise. Uh, so you play as this 45 year old woman. Already love it. Not enough games with 45 year old women out there. Yep. And uh, you've you've pretty much you've been you have a good career you work all the time and you just want a little bit of a vacay, so you go back to it was like Providence Oaks, Oregon, a town you grew up in. Mm-hmm. You just want two weeks just to like chill, not to your you haven't been there in like seventeen twenty years, so you're just returning home, and uh, your your mom and dad they're going to Florida for a little vacay of themselves <laughs> or like stay at the house. Also, while you're there, your dad's the uh, the the mailman, if you don't mind, just. The mail needs to be delivered. It's a small town, and no one's there to do it. If you're while you're there, sure, do it. And you're you chomp you're chomping at the bit. You're like, oh hell yeah, do dad's do dad's freaking mail delivery. I'm on it. So you get there, you meet the postman and the post postmaster, and he's like, all right, here's your stops, here's your here's your envelopes, here's your uh, your uh, your boxes, and go at it. And y'all, this is just that that, that that's it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're expecting aliens or a murder mystery <laughs> or or some high drama, 
No. <laughs> it's tennis it's not that is game. nice though. I feel like I feel so like we have nice. a lot of shooty shooty slashy slashy bang bang games and oh having gosh. something that's just like zen. Maybe yeah. you're delivering all the letters from kind words. Oh, I love that game. Oh that game could could save the world. It could. <laughs> kind words, go look it up, y'all. Um so so where it really becomes uh, interesting, this game was uh, was sold to me uh, on uh, with this line I read uh, from a journalist. I think it was Gamerant. Um, they described it as it's an open world game. You're in a car. You're in a mail. You're in a, a mail car. You're driving around. You can you know walk around. You can drive and all that. They described it as Grand Theft Auto for those players who obeyed the traffic laws <laughs> in those games. And I'm like, how would you know? <laughs> you are that guy. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You're like, no, I can't go yet. There's a pedestrian. Yeah, there's, there's a person in front of me. I have to wait. It, no, it's a red light. I don't care who's honking at me. I'm not going forward. That's how I play Grand Theft Auto. And uh, it's great because the game doesn't give you points for, for delivering the mail. It doesn't tell you how to deliver the mail. But you better believe believe that I was driving up to those houses, parking just a little bit on the curve, like just <laughs> just right, like getting out, walking over to the mailbox, dropping it in, or like going and looking at the box, like, oh, this needs to go to the door. Going to the door, putting it, <laughs> knocking, knocking once, no one answers, knocking twice, okay, I'll leave it. <laughs> like, it was so mundane and so lovely. And it's just up to you to, could, to, to play how you, you will. Could you play chaotic? Could you throw things out the window as you drive past oh, or just man. like leave it leaned <laughs> against the like mailbox? Is that possible? <laughs> Is that, can you be a bad mailman? Listen, all right. I did I did crank that, that uh, mail truck from like, you know, easily 25 to like a good 37. <laughs> Oof. That's right. Oof. I'm a rebel out here. Is there a mode of the game where you can catch people stealing other people's packages? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mrs. Grimley, I see you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we have an agreement. Um, so no, you can't throw things. It is, you can't, it doesn't really allow you to leave things wrong either. If like, like if it is uh if I go to the wrong house and I like knock on the door it's like not the right house <laughs> like, oh, okay <laughs> sorry got those numbers wrong but it's up to you like they give you the address and they give you this map and then you just have to figure out where their house is oh. um you definitely have like a like a line that if you like mark it on the map it'll show you on your little GPS where to go but then at one point like you get there at the neighborhood and you're like four one one three it's that one you know and oh, okay. that was just like a nice feeling that all the streets are named so as you start playing this game you start familiarizing yourself with the town ah. so that you get like an envelope and you're like oh this is on 84th and penelope okay i got i know where that is it's on the on the band um and you just become familiar with this place it's, uh -huh. it's nice because it also fits with the narrative of someone who's been gone for a long time who's like slowly starting to remember like where everything is and i just i love when like the game narration and like your own journey kind of mesh together um there's a bunch of sleepy characters, and this is where the narrative kind of comes in. It's a narrative-driven game as well. Is you know there is that lady, there's that cat lady who you 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 drop it off for, and she's like, "I gotta go get my hair done. Watch my cats." And you're <laughs> like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh, and then you can choose to say like yes, no, or maybe. There's a lot of choice-driven uh, answers, and as you're delivering mail. Some of them are randomly generated, but other ones are story driven. So the story driven ones, you you meet, you know, the lumberjack up in the woods. You meet uh, the the video game enthusiast who runs the the motel. You meet the the you know the the diner waitress who who, who watched you grow up, Aww. and you kind of reconnect with all of these people that you haven't seen in so long. And the game starts evolving even more. It's such a quaint premise, but it really starts becoming more and more robust. Where people are like, "Hey, do you want to hang out tonight?" And every night. After after you finish doing your mail service, you pretty much have the night to do what you want at your house. 
And they even have like a little schedule planner. You can be like, oh, I'm just going to watch a movie. You can pick which movie you want to watch. Or you want to, or you found your mom's trashy romance novels. You can <laughs> start reading that. And they actually narrate about like a minute of like, <laughs> of like this British dude like narrating this like steamy scene. It's really funny. Um, or if someone invited you out, you can go hang out with them and then have like a little cutscene of, of what that was like. Or not. It's up to you. You could also be like, no, I'm just going to read tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, where the tension comes in, because the game's got to have a little bit of tension, is your work keeps calling you. The guy from work keeps calling you. And he's like, hey, we're really behind. I know you're on vacation, but could you just like crunch these numbers real night if you're all, uh, real, real quick if you can? And then you have some decisions. You can be like, yes, no, maybe, or like maybe, or say yes, and then not do it. So I, I, I loved it because I just felt like, I felt like I was just in this place. Uh-huh. They weren't making you do anything. They were giving you options and there was no right or wrong or you're not going to you know, fail a quest or anything. Yeah. You're just kind of, where are you at right now? And it was great because in that instance, I was like, you know what? If I have time, I'll do it. And the first time he called, I had time. I, I put the trashy romance novel down. I crunched some numbers. <laughs> a couple of days later, he called again. I'm like, if I have time. But I had a date that night. Ooh. And I was like, it's not happening. Sorry. And I went on a little date. Um, so that's it, why I go on vacation out of the country. They can't get you. Oh, I thought you meant, to, I thought you were going to say, to date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. You do that? Oh, I just don't answer my phone. <laughs> I, I just, am on. Vacation. Yeah, I just uh, physically go to a place they they can't reach me. <laughs> and if they do, well, oops, it's uh, 13 hours later. I just woke up. <laughs> like, I called. Why didn't you pick up? Because I was on vacation. I was. Uh, we just sleeping. submitted months ago. <laughs> I wish that's how that worked. Yeah. It will. It, yeah. If the problem's still there when I get back, I'll deal with it. But odds are, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, you figure that out. It wasn't always like that for us. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack is pretty kicking. It, it all takes place in the uh, mid-'80s. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, the soundtrack doesn't really reflect, like, pop-'80s because it's, it's an indie game. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. as indie as it gets, you know. It's like a couple dudes out in the Netherlands made yeah. this game. Um, the soundtrack is kind of like, I don't know, like light FM country pop. <laughs> and it works. Yeah. At first, you're like, okay, cool. They have a radio in this in this truck. Awesome. You, you Is it listen. all indie? It all it, it's all indie. Yeah. There's, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but but there's not a lot of them. And what happens is like I went through all the songs and then it started repeating. I was like, uh oh. And then I was kind of like, oh, this this is not. It's kind of annoying listening to the same songs over and over and over again. They even acknowledge it in the game. Mm-hmm. The DJ, you meet the DJ, who's also the farmer, of course. <laughs> and he's just like, sorry, <laughs> this is all we have. And I'm like, it's fine. But weird things starts happening is as I just continue to listen to the same, like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 songs, I started really digging it. <laughs> started bopping. <laughs> started bopping. Yo, even, like, I started uh, talking to um, our, our Alexa here to start, like, playing songs that I would hear. Um, <laughs> just for real. Just making dinner. I'm like, I have this song stuck in my head. Please play it. Like, it, it worked. It was effective. And that's what would happen if you're in a small town. You just kind of get used to the, the repetitive nature and all mm-hmm. that. And it's just so lovely and cozy. Um, quick words about the developer, the uh, Gameos. Uh, pretty much it was Gameos. one guy. Gameos. Gameos. <laughs> What's his name? Like, Dylan Nagel. Um, he came to he, – he came. He started working for his company. He had a lot of ideas and very action-oriented uh, games, like you know, space games and, and shooty games and all, you know, all 2-bit. And then he had a game where he was, uh, it was going to be a delivery, but like A to B, like kind of like Crazy Taxi or Crazy Taxi. Is that yeah, what Crazy called? Taxi. Oh, I yeah, Crazy Taxi. He's got to race down the street, you know, get, get to the destination as quickly as possible. And as he was just kind of looking into it, he saw this picture of this lake uh, and this road, uh, this road next to a lake in Oregon. 
and was like it was like hit like uh-huh. he just felt so at peace and inspired and he was just like I don't know what I was gonna do but like this one picture I'm just at peace and I want to I want to transfer that into a game and he brought that to these developers and he, he pitched them their ideas you know the fastest shooty one the space one and then he got to this like I don't know I don't even know what this is but something that is cozy in Oregon and they were just like that one <laughs> <laughs> they were also just inspired by the idea of just making a simple non-stressed game yeah and that's how this kind of came to fruition and he went and there's some really good resources online they even put like their entire first premise online so you can actually read their first notes like their plan of what to make and and you could just see how they're you know uh, uh how they try to design this game to be you know fo- focused on authenticity and giving control to the players to just live out this slice of life however they want mm-hmm. um i loved it I think you all should play it if you get a chance. It's on Game Pass. It's super, super cool. It did help me. Maybe this is a conversation for later, but there is a, there is a couple romance options. The lady who works at the video rental store and then the lumberjack. And and I'm starting... Maybe this is a conversation for later, but I, I've played a few games recently with, uh, with romances, and I'm starting to find that every time I try to romance the dudes, they're all, like, seriously broken. <laughs> like, they're oh. just broken dudes. <laughs> Are they sad boys? Yeah. Ladies like sad boys. I guess ladies like sad, ladies boys. Like sad boys. They got, like, some some tragic. I, I did a cyber I'm not part. saying every lady, but ladies like sad boys. I'm just saying, man, it does like to fix things. <laughs> I do. I do. You are, you know, it's very strong. <laughs> and I do like sad games. Huh. Oh. Maybe huh. the girls in the games are just better at hiding that they have issues. Maybe. Or maybe it's, it's everybody has facing. issues. Right? And yes. ladies just like men that are sensitive enough to talk about yeah. that. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm just it's been a couple games now where like the, the ladies are all like g- like go-getters. They got the businesses and their whole stories are like furthering their 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 stuff, which is fantastic. And then all the guys are just like, "Oh, I just I, my, my wife just left me." And it's all like <laughs> he, they're very sad and heartbroken. Sad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they it's, but the, you know they they were just recently out of relationships so they really shouldn't start a new relationship but they kind of like you but they don't really want to talk about how <laughs> much they it. like Actually, you like yeah. that's yeah, yeah yeah I know I know you no, don't even yeah. I didn't have to play that game I know. No no negatives just something I'm noticing now yeah. Yeah. that I hadn't noticed before. Uh and uh anyway very interesting very interesting. Nice. But uh fun game. Multiple endings so choose your own life. Nice. And that's Lake, right? That's Lake. And we can't ask you sandwiches because they're all fives. They're all fives. They're all, they're fives. all fives. They're all fives. It's like a cucumber sandwich, though. A d- yeah. Double, Ooh, I love a double that. decker cucumber sandwich. I like Ooh. it. A little bit of dill. A little bit of dill. It's fresh, light mayo. Don't. Mm-hmm. Secret, secret is, is like one turn of the salt shaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gives it up. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then uh, your next game. What is this one? So you all, you all heard of Wordle. Like it, it blew up on the scene in January. It's the the word based game. You get like five. You got to guess a five letter word in six tries, and if you get it, we like to be on the pulse. Of, yeah. of the video games as oh, you can yeah. tell here on the podcast so we waited until after this was on the like zeitgeist. those late night shows yeah. when, it, it was after after, yeah. after it was bought out by the new york times yeah, yeah. yeah after it <laughs> yeah. got a little got, yeah it's not as much fun as it used to be but it's still a fun game uh but the zeitgeist is definitely waning but um, if you haven't played it i mean it's still worth it's still, still worth objectively a, a good game yes uh so yeah wordle is a is is a word-based game you try to guess a five-letter word in six tries and um, it's, it's pretty simple. Okay, th- this is why this game was great for me. It took the same slot in January of just like starting the year off with something that is just kind of 
easy and pure and dumb and fun that like sea shanties took. It was the sea <laughs> shanties of 2022 for me. Just my January, just I'm just glad everyone's enjoying this moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was non-divisive. It was yeah. everyone across every walk of life was like. What do you do with a drunken yeah, sailor? Yeah, every, every, yeah. It was like, is this even a word? Did anybody get this one today? Well, the, the hook with Wordle is that you can only solve one puzzle a day, and then you can share your puzzle online. And everyone uh, does the everyone. same puzzle. And everyone mm-hmm. has the same word. And you don't get a new one till till midnight the next day. So there is a good zeitgeist around like wanting to do more or waiting until the next word comes out. And also one of being like sending it to your friends and be like, I got it in three tries. I got it in four tries. And like, you know, giving people like, Oh, you crap got the you got it. the G in the first round? Yeah, yeah that would have that would have been a game changer, or, that that first G. Or yeah. commiserating, being like, How did you even get this word? This <laughs> yeah, exactly. Word, like, oh, this word sucks. <laughs> and what I loved about it is that the creator uh, admitted he said the share feature actually came about because of other people. Because he didn't yeah. know how to how to even do yeah. that while you know, while yeah. not ruining it. So, yeah. And then people started doing it with uh, red and uh, green square emojis. Oh, that's And he was fun. like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> like, he got into his brain, and that's how he came about that. So that's straight facts, because the game itself is very simple. Yep. But, but the real cool thing about this game is the story behind it. It yeah. all has to do with the creator, uh, developer of Wordle, whose name is Josh Wardle. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's like, cute. Good on him. Good on him. Getting it out Is there. Is the Wardle Wordle? Wardle's Wordle? Wardle's Wordle. Yeah. Wardle, Wardle's Wordle Word. Um, Do you get the word for Wardle's Wordle? <laughs> not, um, I can't even. It's Wardle's Wordle World. Yes. The world of Wardle's Wordle. Yeah. Where you use words. I... I need a Dr. Seuss book made out of this game as quickly <laughs> that would as possible. Be so cute. Uh, it would be great. Sorry, I yeah. interrupted you. <laughs> a Wardle is like a character the, the within a Dr. Seuss, and the Wardles were coming out. <laughs> the, the interesting part of this about this game is actually the story behind it. Josh Wardle, uh, who was a software engineer for like Reddit and Pinterest, uh, was doing all the stuff, and then the pandemic hit. All of us were at home. And he was at home with his partner, and they were, like, doing a bunch of New York Times word puzzles. There's, like, Spelling Bee. There's some other, like, uh, fun word game. I used to do the crossword puzzles with the app because I'm basic. (laughs) (laughs) Just did the crossword puzzles. Um, And they had kind of exhausted it. They'd done it, as we all did in in 2020, 2021. We did all the stuff we would do when we were bored, and then we ran out of stuff to do and had to figure something out. Yep. So his answer to that was to make his own word game. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he sat down and he had made some little things for Reddit here and there, some other like, you know, crowd games, uh, but just wanted to make a game for him and his partner to play because thought that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Thought that would be fun. So uh, he created Wordle and uh, showed it to his partner and loved it. And then his partner actually like she got into it and then looked at all the words. There's like 12,000 plus words in the English language that have five letters. Mm -hmm. And she like called it down to like 2,500. Yep. And with one word putting out a day, they just like put that algorithm out. You're set for years. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So so they made this little game and they're just loving it. They're just having fun in the pandemic. I learned to cook. This guy developed a phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to not use too much salt. <laughs> he created a, a word-based ingenious uh, software. See, I don't do the words. I don't yeah. do the words. <laughs> That's why he does it. Oh, games only four letters too. That's what it is. Games yeah. is five letters. Oh, oh. Uh, but there's only... Never mind. Uh, so... 
and then 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 they gave it out to their friends and relatives. Like, all right, mom, dad, relatives. Like, hey, we did this thing for ourselves. How do you like it? And they were hooked. They were just like, this is so much fun. I can't believe you made this. This is great. Over a couple months, they were like, I need to show my friends. And he was like, okay. So in November of 2021, he switched his site, which he just put it on his own website. Mm-hmm. He switched it to being public so that his friends and family could share it with their loved ones. And it just started going, just started spreading all over to the point that in mid-December, uh, people in Australia, they were the ones who in their own group would solve this wordle and then make emojis using the block emojis and text them to each other or send them on on whatever social media platform they're using and then kind of gloat and just give their friends crap because <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's how all good things are made. <laughs> and then and then as you said, Brian, uh, Josh saw that and was like, that's genius and then worked that into the game. Say so you press a button, you can instantly share your score without spoiling it. Mm-hmm to your friends. You could brag without spoiling the game. Uh, and so literally, this went from in in November. He created, you know, a little before November. In November, there was like 90 people, which is basically friends and family and people mm-hmm. at work that they told. In December, there were 300,000 people. This is just word Whoa. of mouth. He didn't put this on Twitter. He didn't publicize this. He didn't uh, do any type of uh, uh, marketing at all. This was just a game he just made and turned on yep. for the public. In December, it was 300,000 people. Once he added that social media function, within two weeks, over 2 million people oh my were playing Wordle, myself included. So, so that's Wordle of mouth. That is the wardle of mouth. <laughs> um, I think it was a uh, uh, it was Rhythm Bastard's birthday. Rhythm Bastard shout out. He worked yeah, on our yeah. on our uh, theme song. Uh, he it was his birthday party, and after it was on Twitch, it was a great stream. And at the end, he it was midnight, so he did his war his wardle, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And uh, and then he introduced me to it, and we all did it online. We're in the chat, like uh-huh. talking about this, and instantly, <laughs> as soon as I was working on it, and someone was like, "I got it." I personally understood why this game was so good. There was that that you got it. I didn't yet. Urgh, like what's? I need to figure this out. They did it in five words. I'm gonna get it in four. Like I could feel how ingenious this social aspect of the game is, and then mm-hmm. figuring out the word feels so good. You just like ram your head against it until you finally like put together what word it is. And I instantly understood like why this is catching fire. And this was like early. This is like early to mid January. Since then, it has just blown up. Everyone I know at work is playing it. My wife and I are playing it. Friends just all over are just like, did you get the world today? There's people in clubs literally dancing at the club, getting their dance on. And like, there's, I've seen like TikToks and, and Instagram reels. And then like <laughs> midnight hits and they're like, hold on a sec. <laughs> in, the, in the club, still dancing, doing their wordle. <laughs> like, it's great. I remember myself. I was probably playing Lake. I was playing Lake. Uh-huh. I was playing Lake and then midnight would hit and I'm like, Pause. Let me go do the wordle. <laughs> it might take ten minutes if I'm if I'm lucky, and then I can move on and continue playing. Like just quite a phenomenon. Um, okay, I had an important question for yeah. you though. What word do you start with? What's your starting uh, word? So the best word I start with is a do because it has all of the vowels in it. Fair. But I got kind of bored of doing that, so instead I just think of the first random word that I can. I like and it. Five letter word and go there. It's more fun to figure it out that way. And I'm playing on hard mode. Just gonna say that. Just gonna put that down there. What makes it hard mode? Um, so uh, once much, you have a letter, you have to keep using that yeah, letter. If you guess a right letter, uh, you or in the right a place. letter in the right place, it, you have to keep yeah. using it. Yeah. Gotcha. What I would do before is use a letter that's not even in the word at all, just to farm letters to ah, find out I see. what's in, how to figure out the word, and it doesn't allow cool. you to do that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Nice. Pretty cool. 
since then uh he's got bought out by the new york times because basically he was like i'm just a dude yeah and this is literally like, and this is two million in early january it's just blown up mm -hmm. ex exponentially since then he was just like i'm just a dude i can't handle all this new york times is like we'll take that off your shoulder we'll take that off your plate he's like actually this is full circle i only made this because i was playing your games this is great they negotiated some terms and without saying an exact figure uh he walked away with um uh, a figure in the uh, something in the low seven figures correct yes which wow. is the low Whoa. millions Whoa. like what <laughs> wow. are you allowed to say low seven figures and just go on like you know it's seven figures well wow. done awesome and just off his plate and now new york times taking over and who knows if if it's going to be as fun as it used to be or mm -hmm. if it gets real you know uh, new york timesy if it gets price gated all that stuff josh wardle is doing great uh he went back to his job working for mischief software engineer for mischief which fun fact are the creators of uh, Lil Nas X's Satan Shoes. Oh! Yeah. yeah. So he's, like he's, he's with good peeps. This yeah. all led to him getting a nice job with them. That's awesome. And like, that's fantastic. So that's Wordle. Oh. Go play it. They said that the, the blood from the demon shoes was from a, an unnamed employee. It could have been Wardle blood. Could have been Wardle blood. Oh. oh. Those could be mm. worth even more now. Oh, Come yes. On. Come on. Drop a Wardle blood. <laughs> Wardle blood in your demon shoes. <laughs> what happened in 22 to 22? We put Wardle blood in a demon shoe. Yeah. What? what? What is that sentence? What? What? How many? What year is it? <laughs> yeah. Which one of those is and isn't a word? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I gave this this uh, game uh, five out of five, of course, and um, uh, uh, it's like a classic peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but like on like a like a like a croissant or some type Ooh. of bread that you. That's not your classic like PBJ bread, PBJ bread. Gotcha. something to make it a little different. All the like ingredients are the same. A ciabatta. You're just like, oh, that's, oh, that's good. It's the same stuff. Maybe, maybe the bread's like toasted. So it's like a little melty. Ooh, it's a little, focaccia. Got a little focaccia, a little toast there going yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would explain. Nice little airy bread. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Little wordle. But, uh, but yeah, great game. Go play spinoffs too. Oh, yeah, Wordle, so Swirtle, Nerdle. There's one, I forget so which many. one it's called, but it's a battle royale. But it's what? Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get it faster than the next person, you kill them and then you keep on going. So yeah, it's it. pretty great. Fun festival. It's pretty great. I love it. So, so, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for that little indie showcase there, Troy. You're welcome. Nice, relaxing. Uh, now that brings us to our news. We got some a nice little small news week. Uh, this week, the big release of Elden Ring came out on Friday. Woo woo. And one Tokyo game studio knew it would spell trouble. The studio, Pocket Pair, which is best known for the game Craftopia, uh, they gave their employees an Elden holiday, as they called it. That's so cool. Uh, where they actually have the day off on Friday to play the game. Wow. And not just Friday, but the Monday as well oh, following. Come on. They threw a four-day weekend four at Four-day weekend where it's no vacation Very days neat. or anything. Just there you go. I would, I would sign up for that club at work. Put, right? put, put me in that ring. Put me in the, if a video that, game comes out, automatically give me the day off ring. Yeah. <laughs> put me in that Elden Ring. I would give up some regular uh, holidays for that. I'll oh, work God, President's yeah. Day. Just but you know, when Horizon comes out, I want a one out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, nicely done, Pocket Pair, for both your employees and, you know, for the free press you get out of it. Because <laughs> you got probably got a lot more market uh, value out of it than what you gave up for your employees. <laughs> Valid. Uh, and then speaking of things that happened on Friday, Valve also started sending out emails to the first people that pre-ordered the Steam Deck. Their nice little portable. Oh, the handheld computer. Yeah, the portable computer that you can play Steam games on. That's uh, going to be innovative even without the games, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other companies have been putting stuff out, but like, 
it's always been either hugely expensive or it doesn't feel right or yeah. just other technical issues are going on. So this is something that's really big. Uh, the thing is that the recipients only have 72 hours to fully buy the system before they lose their place and it goes to the next person in line. You know, hopefully me. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> do, it, Brian. do you think that'll genuinely compete with the switch where people will be like oh do i want yes. the steam deck or the switch or do I you feel so. like it's just going to be like a novelty because a lot of these like they come out and then they're cool for mm-hmm. a few months and then you just so, never hear from them i again. don't think it will purely because of the price difference i was about to say i think it's the price difference and also oh. as it is going after kind of different markets well, I don't mean like people. Would, no, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah but I, I, just, I feel like yeah. if, I feel like if you wanted a switch, you would still have a switch and a Steam Deck if you wanted it. Um, I don't think it's a direct competition, but who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? But I also don't know if this is a flash in the pan or if this is going to have some legs to it. Hopefully, it has some legs to it because uh, it does seem like a really solid piece of tech, um, and I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes personally. Because, you know, I I do have a pre-order for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then finally, Troy, you got some VR news? Uh, The PlayStation VR 2, they released what it looks like. Uh, Man and I, we bought the original PlayStation VR day one. What? What? Ground floor and had a great time with it. That that shark was real scary. That shark. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the shooty gun. Did you guys have to jump over it? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not yet, but we we will soon. Uh, Mark my words. Uh, and it, it it looks it looks good. the The headset looks basically the same. They made it lighter. They made the lens better. The graphics will be better. Uh, it still has a cord attached it said to one it. One cord, I think. One cord. Cool. Uh, which is better than before because you had like five cords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a miracle we didn't strangle <laughs> ourselves playing that old VR game. Those old VR games. Um, but most importantly, they have new controllers. That was the thing that was probably the most annoying for me in the uh, previous iteration. Is they used. Uh, motion controllers from the PlayStation 3 yep. on your PlayStation 4, PlayStation PS, or VR system. Qu- quickest, quickest anecdote about that is we moved. And after we moved, we got a much uh, larger living room space than That's our true. old apartment. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to plug in the VR. Because before we were playing in like the space in yeah. our bedroom between our bed and the TV. Like and the corner. Like if you took two, one step forward, the VR was like, don't hit the TV. And if you took one step back, it was like, You just hey, trip over uh, the bed. You like hit the bed. Uh, <laughs> So, and we, Which we, is great when you show over something and then it's a bed. It's great. Nice. It's, it's, it's like, oh no, I'm fine. So it's like not the ideal place to play. And I was like, I'm so looking forward to being in our new house and, yeah. and putting in the VR. And every time I opened the VR box and I saw those move controllers and their uh, old, you, their old charging ports Ugh. that I don't even have the cords what? for anymore. It was just like, you'd look at it and be like, no, not today. Yeah. <laughs> not today. It makes you move on to something else. Yeah. And, move on. yeah. and the move controllers yeah. weren't even that great for the PS3 when no, they, they were like yeah. new. And so it was like, uh, it was just but bad the, tech. The new ones, the new ones look are good. beautiful. Yeah. They're definitely taking a page out of Oculus where it kind of wraps around your, your knuckles and they have, it just seems like you have better grip. It looks like it's going to be more in tune. They the, look sleek. Stylistically, they match the PS5, oh, which yes, I really enjoy, like the do. white and black. It looks very good. So I'm so excited for the, the controllers. They'd be I, perfect for fencing because they have like that fencing uh, I mean, I still, guard. I still am, They'd be good am for boxing recovering too. from that. <laughs> Troy would uh, would definitely benefit from the fencing guard. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I'm going to be sleeping with those on just in case. <laughs> uh, but And it, it's going to hook up to the PS5. So I think all around you're getting a nice glow up for the whole uh, PlayStation VR experience. And uh, hopefully we get one. I don't know. I'm, I'm not totally sold on it yet. I want to see what games it yes. releases with. Yeah. 
Agreed. Agreed. And I don't think there's a release date or anything for it. They just there was just like a nice little tease, yep. like, "Hey guys, we are working on it. Here it is. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. Here are some minor specs. Yep. Have fun. Have fun. All right. Well, that will do it for the news. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Ooh, Dragon of the Week is our chance to shine a little love on the games industry. Talk about some behind-the-scenes figures that are making the games that we love to play. Brian, are you you hitting us with the Dragon of the Week? I am hitting you with the Dragon of the Week this week. Who are you honoring us with today? Uh, I am honoring us this week. Or actually, this person is honoring us, which is Dan Edelman. Uh, He is a champion of indie games. Um, And so... Dane Edelman is a guy. I was actually looking up something completely different. I was not looking for him. Yeah. He just he just appeared to me in a vision, uh, which was Brian. a website next to the person I was looking up. Oh man! <laughs> that other person kind of felt it somewhere did, in the world. They were like, hey. someone's like, wait a second. <laughs> and I'll talk that about that other person later. <laughs> All but right. Dan Edelman got his start with games at a very young age. Uh, he remembers actually playing the Magnavox Odyssey when he was very very young. And if you don't know what that is, you actually had to put a uh, like a cella screen onto your TV because all it could do was like put like lights on your television. Oh, screen. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he remembers that, but he didn't remember like playing it all that much because he was very young when that came out. But he really got into the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and like played the heck out of it. And so when he was in the sixth grade, somebody showed him how to code, and he realized, whoa, I could be making my own games. And he did. He made a Space Invaders clone that could only do one row of aliens because he couldn't figure out the code to make more. <laughs> one row is all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. Um, uh, he made card games that could have like four two of hearts in a row because he couldn't program it with limited car- quantity of cards. <laughs> you just have to know what those are. Just exactly. Keep in your mind. Like, those like, are spades. Sweet. Got you. Got it. Um, and then he even like made impossible text adventure games, which like you had to have the exact spelling of something and the exact <laughs> thing that you need in order to continue on with it. So it was the 80s. Oh, yes, it was. Okay, great. <laughs> they all were like that, damn it. <laughs> and he had a blast. Like, I loved how he explained these games because he's just like, yeah, all these like really terrible design things. But I loved it because I was I had the most amount of fun. Perfect. Um, and so actually around this time, he realized he wanted to learn a foreign language. And he actually wanted to experience living overseas. So his junior year of high school, he became an exchange student in Japan. Wow. And so uh, like he, he went there just for one year. He came back. But he loved it so much that after graduating from Oberlin College with a degree in economics in East Asian studies. Wow. He went back to Japan to Good. get his master's in psychology. Oh, Ooh, I love wow. that. Spend a year in Japan. Bef- like, that's amazing. Then yeah, he goes back, during high school. Goes yeah. and comes back. That's awesome. Incredible. And, and so you're like, oh, master's in psychology. That's weird. But no, the psychology was to learn how to negotiate, which is amazing wow. for business. Wow. <laughs> that's a... That is a move. That's a move. And this would come in handy later. That is some Wall Street, like, yeah. <laughs> David Mamet type stuff. There. Right? <laughs> uh, so he lived in Japan for, I think, roughly five to six years, um, in which he, like, at that time he actually met his, his now wife awesome. uh, at the time. And so after he moved back to the States, he actually got his master's in business from Columbia University. So he was working at a couple of different jobs after that. And then he landed at Microsoft as a program manager. Just Ooh. as a regular old program manager, it wasn't anything like hugely special. But during Ouch. that time, this was around the year 2000. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm, Brian's out here throwing According tech to my dragon of the week, any old job is a regular job. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay, okay. It doesn't retain to games okay. is what I mean. <laughs> okay. But this was around 2000 when he started working at Microsoft. And as many are aware, they were working on a little thing called the Xbox at the time. And so he moved over to the Xbox's business division in 2001. 
And uh, and while he was there, his job was to work with companies to bring their games over to the platform, um, like negotiating deals with third party publishers. Eh? Mm. Uh, negotiating. Mm. Oh, eh? God. <laughs> they had no it choice. No, no. They were they were like, I'm saying yes. I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, this guy and, gets it. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, like he made some huge major deals. He was one of the guys that brought over um, Knights of the Old Republic to the Xbox. Ooh, like, like those types of deals. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it was actually here that he actually developed the strategy for and it helped launch the original Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, that's big. Ooh. That's a huge Xbox feature. It was. And it was it was so new that it actually wasn't integrated with the OS. It actually came on its own disc <laughs> that you had to put in in order to play the Xbox Live Arcade. And if you don't know what it is, it was basically like their first foray into like indie games. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, it was amazing. He would be the one and his job was actually to be the one also reaching out to the indie games and the indie de- developers to do this. To convince them to be on this like new yeah, thing. Yeah, into this new thing. And uh, he actually described the early days as like a well-funded startup. Like they were given so much freedom and independence to do whatever they felt like they needed to do to get the job done. Um, So he he actually really enjoyed it. But after working there for about five years, he transitioned, where to you might say? To Nintendo, where he headed up this new thing they were starting up called the WiiWare. The WiiWare? Yeah, that was like their first eShop. What's that? That was on the Wii. Oh, that's the one with the really good music. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to remember. It was it. really good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really was really good. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was actually also one of the very, very first big pushes working with indies that the game industry had, especially uh, online. Um, and so, you know, after <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade, obviously, which, yeah. <laughs> I believe that's the Me Plaza. But, oh, yes. Damn it! Yeah, damn it. Damn still it. great, still great music. <sighs> All right, keep going, Brian. I'll it's be fine. Back. It's I'll be fine. Back. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this was like the first big push after Xbox Live Arcade. But you know, he also kind of helped work one. Um, and so, not only did he do WiiWare, he also helped launch DSiWare, the Nintendo 3DS eShop. And Goodness. also the Wii U eShop. Wow. All types of good music happen in here. Yeah. All types of good music. <laughs> oh, is that why the Switch doesn't have good music? Because he wasn't oh, working, he wasn't on, working it? on it? Anymore. Oh. Gosh, That's it all it. makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, and so, you know, but these are all like, a lot of these are mainly indie focused as well. So while he was doing all these like different deals with indie studios, he realized not a lot of these guys have much business sense. Like, they're out there making some killer games, but many of them were, like, very small teams or even just one person making the game. And they didn't really know how to market or budget for the game. Um, So, like, after nine years with Nintendo, he, too, went indie and formed his own venture called Leadman Games. Okay. Which is a phenomenal anagram on his last name, Edelman. Oh. (laughs) Very nice. Awesome. Uh, and so with this, he was actually going to help out smaller studios with like all the business stuff. Like, hey, you guys focus on making the games. I'll help you guys out with budgeting and, and actually like getting your getting word out about this. So the first game he helped with was a little indie gym called Axiom Verge. Wow. Oh, wow. Which is a... It's a Metro game, Yes, right? a Metro video type yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually who I was looking up. I was looking up <laughs> the creator uh, of Axiom Verge, uh, who is Thomas Happ. And then I saw I saw, um, I saw, saw Dan Edelman. And I was like, 
hey, who's that? Who's that? And I started looking him up. I was like, wow, he oh actually had goodness. a lot more to do <laughs> with this industry <laughs> than I ever realized. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the creator and sole person working on uh, Axiom Verge was Thomas Happ. And so Thomas Happ actually reached out to him about a month after he left Nintendo and was like, hey, I, th- I think I could use some help. Mm-hmm. Like, let me know if I could use your help. Uh, so he like sent over a demo of the game and Edelman was like, yo, this is, this is really good. Like, I think it was only 80% completed at that point. He's like, no, this is, you did a really good job on this. Uh, so they met up at PAX that year and they hit it off. Aww. And from there, the rest is history. Uh, as you can say, after that success, he helped with another indie game called Chasm. And then another game called The Mages of God, Mistralia. Gosh. I know, man. Everyone knows his Mistralia. I know. <laughs> uh, and then among others, like he's even gone to publishing some physical editions of indie games, such as Salt and Sanctuary and Guacamelee One Two Punch <gasps> Edition. I like that game. You should. It's like, a great I game. Do. Salt and <laughs> Sanctuary is also really good. Salt and Sanctuary is also one. amazing. Uh, he does find it very funny that the first two games he worked on uh, when he struck out as indie were uh, Metroidvania titles because <laughs> that's also one of his favorite games to favorite game types to play. That's awesome. So, you know, it just makes sense that he, that would make be, these games. That would be the games. Uh, so currently Edelman's still working on helping out with the games and I can't wait to see what he does next. Oh, so that's right Dan Edelman. Wow. Made it happen. What an interesting uh, um, journey. Yeah. Through the games industry. He kind of touched on a lot of different stuff, like working the big time with Xbox to then just getting back with the indies. That's great. Yeah. Especially because... You know, like I said, he started out as Microsoft just as a project manager. I know just as, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. He wasn't right, even right. in, like, starting to do the games industry right. stuff. He had his and, uh, foot in the door. Yeah. And he just, he just he transitioned into it. It's nice to see good people do good things. Yeah. Especially with indies. Especially with mm-hmm. indies. Especially with mm-hmm. indies. And, so, and you're right. That Xbox Arcade, like, blew up the indie scene because that was the hardest part with indie games. They were being made. They've always been being been made. But, like, who's going to see them? What's the platform? And yeah, no. Like Xbox, no Sony, they're not gonna like devote a, a whole like uh, physical game copy to an indie game. And that's exactly what it is. Xbox yeah. Arcade, just digital. Bastion, I think, was one of the first games that that played, and that's yep. like one of the best games. It period. Is. Fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dan Edelman, check him out. Uh, it was he's got a, a bunch of interviews, but a lot of them are from when he left Nintendo. Because one of the things when he left Nintendo, because uh, he was the face of Nintendo indie scene, um, and so whenever he was doing. Uh, interviews like people were he would just talk freely because that's what he always did but that's also talking for nintendo so he kind of got in trouble with nintendo (laughs) so they stopped him from being able to do interviews and they kicked him off of twitter entirely (laughs) so when he went radio silent from twitter people were like oh Nintendo must be really mad at (laughs) (laughs) and then when he finally his first tweet um i think in like a year and a half was him announcing his departure from Nintendo. I'm free! <laughs> yeah. I'm back, baby! Uh, and one of the things that he said that that Twitter is great for is that when you're on Twitter, people feel a lot more free to, to, to reach you, like to reach out oh, to yeah, you and yeah. talk to you. Whereas if you're just a, a, a higher up in Nintendo, it's a lot more intimidating. Whereas on a Twitter, it's like, oh, it's just a guy on Twitter. Let's, let's, let's just see what, what happens. So that's one of the things nice. he missed about Twitter. So yeah, interesting guy. Um, I, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. So check him out. Unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. It's the end. It's the end. And 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 end. Are you looking for more Taste of Dragons content? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Discord, or Twitch for more discussions, more video games, and most of all, more sandwiches. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. We absolutely would. 
So as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. And we are... The, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Anyone want to deliver some mail? I have a couple extra. You do? I'm still thinking of that shot music. I, w- I want to Google oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of that, too. It's some light. It's like elevator music. Like, oh, it always is. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste.